Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the M&M Hockey Podcast. As always, I am your host, Alex Metzger. Along with me is my co-host, Chase McCallum. Uh, today we're going to be finishing our divisional preview series, and we are taking a look at the Metropolitan Division. I guess there's no real news this week, I don't think, that we have to get into deep like there has been, so we may just jump right into it. Unless, am I missing anything? Lucas Spiza signed. Yeah, and we'll get to that <laughs> when we get to the Islanders. I think that's probably it then. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, so do you want to? Who do you have for the last place team in this division? I'm really torn between Lucas Sabiza's new team and the Rangers. Yeah, um, I think I'll probably go with the Islanders here. I did. Yeah, and I was leaning there too. Their team is just so terrible. Uh, we were looking at it before we started recording, and it's just nothing about this team looks fun. Yeah. Well, they uh, Arthur Staples tweeted out their lines today, and it looks like they're going with. Martin, Zizekas, and Clutterbuck, which used to be the best fourth line in hockey, as their third line. And Kunakl, Filpula, and Komarov, all three of which were well below replacement level last year, as their fourth line. Yeah, and uh, Andrew Ladd was in that line combo, so Kunakl will probably get bumped down out of the lineup. But, like, that's still horrible. That is just bad. Yeah. Um, I just... I didn't... So, this is probably the worst forward core in the league if... Uh... Matt Barzell can't be a top 20 center again, right? This is like one of the worst forward cores ever if Matt Barzell is not Like, this top is so bad. Well, and if you factor in that Eberle's expiring, so he's not finishing the year here. No, you would hope not. He's a spot for Ross Johnson to step up. <laughs> yeah. They I'm, just, like, today they sent down Kiefer Bellows, who should be on this team, getting NHL experience. They sent down Josh Hosang, who has absolutely no right to still be in the minors. If you're trying to tell me that Josh Hosang can't beat a spot over one of the guys on their main roster right now, that is some absolute BS. So the problem is I think they're doing that because they genuinely believe they have 12 better forwards on the roster than Hosang. But if they were doing all this as a stealth tank, I wouldn't hate it. No, and I've said this. I said this a couple times today too. This is the perfect lineup for tanking. Even when we did our... um, We did a deep dive on these guys like a couple months ago and... This is honestly the perfect lineup to just tank for a year or two. But the problem is, they signed Ross Johnson four years. They got Cal Clutterbuck four years. Casey Zekas, three more years. Leo Komarov, four years. Their entire back end, Boychuk, Letty, Hickey, all four years. Uh, Mayfield, five years. Like, they're just adding Lucas Spiza, like, whatever for this year, I guess. But, like, the problem is, if Lula Morello actually thinks this team is... Good enough to, you know, look for a playoff spot this year? I'm scared for Islanders fans. Yeah, I would be too. In net, you have Robin Leonard and uh, Thomas Grice. Um, eh, that's not something I yeah. want going forward, but... Yeah, Lehner was, uh, he put up like a 920 save percentage on the Sabres a couple years ago, and I was like, oh my god, maybe he's actually pretty good. But then, turns out he was a pretty classic example of just because you're on a bad team doesn't mean you're facing high shot quality. So, once you adjust for that, laner has been pretty bad. Yeah, he's been very below average. I don't think Thomas Grice has been anything special, and he's 32 years old. Do they have anything in the system for goalies? I think Soderstrom. Soderstrom, yeah. But, still, nothing's changing this year, I No, this team... Yeah, you know what? I think this team is definitely... And they were a defensive train wreck last year. And they lost Tavares in the offseason. But yeah. don't worry, they got Leo Komarov and Matt Martin. Yeah, the only bright spot would be if Bolivier blossoms next to Barzell and Pulak takes another step forward. Yeah. 
Those are like the only two things I can think of that they have to. And Barzell and Eberle, obviously, but. But like even Eberle, like, I guess you look up to hope he gets his trade value up so you can get the most out of him at the deadline. But yeah, the problem with Eberle is I think he's underrated by two hundred hockey men, so he's probably a better player than you're going to get for a return at the deadline. I feel like you could, especially if he. I don't know. I guess the problem is he's got to light it up with Barzell, which is very possible. But you could probably get more than Ryan Strom for him. <laughs> I would hope you could get more than Ryan Strom <laughs> like, for him. Everly's actually like a legit first line winger. I just I don't know how people fail to see that, but yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like even at the time the trade was made around the league, it was more of a what that what on earth is Girelli doing? You had the Edmonton media is like, no, no, it's a good thing we got Drysital because of him. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like this team. They're in a good position to tank this year, which is good. That's what they should be doing. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with is going forward in three or four, even two or three years, that there's still going to be a bunch of old, not good guys taking yeah. up roster spots on this team. Or if you, like, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know what you do if in two to three years from now you don't have room for Leo Komarov, who's not going to be an NHLer, Ross Johnson, who's not an NHLer, Cal Clutterbuck, who... Might be a fringe guy, but you have rookies like needing a spot, right? Like, yeah. I just I don't know. I worry about that team going forward. But well, based off the lines we listed off, Casey Zizekas is the only one that should have a spot on a NHL team trying to win, and yet all six of those players have a spot on this team at the moment. So yeah, like, ah, I don't know. I think this is going to be a rough year for Islanders fans. Yeah, I do too. Um, At least they have Barzell. And they have their first round pick, which is what's important. <laughs> so even if they do suck through this year, they have a shot at uh, Jack Hughes or Kako. Yeah. And I'm not convinced their neighbors are going to be much better. No. So this is the next team in the division. Clearly. And yeah. It's the New York Rangers. Um, and they've announced, they announced last year that they were rebuilding. So it, you shouldn't expect this team to be good for any reason yeah it's a good thing they're not gonna be good but but they're they're just not gonna be good yeah the only reason i have them ahead of the islanders is lundquist pretty much yeah i have way more faith in lundquist even at age 36 than the islanders yeah that and just like i don't think the depth is so bad like they don't have five non-nhlers on their bottom six i don't think yeah no like they don't have good depth but yeah, and there's like there's a chance the new coach lets Bush. I Bush Yeah, I really want to see him step up. And then Heedle and Anderson, like Elias Anderson, might blossom this yeah, year. Yeah, I think Anderson definitely that he's a guy to look out for. I think he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Zibanejad, is Zibanejad hurt? I have no idea. He's actually pretty good. I think he's pretty underrated. I feel like I saw in the NHL. Sorry, he might not be. Or he might be hurt, I don't know. Kreider's also pretty good, so Zuccarello, but... Could just be totally making that up. For some reason, I thought I saw something about him in training camp. Had an injury scare on Sunday. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry, so I just saw a thing from a beat writer on the day of that said he left practice with an injury, but it looks like he's fine. So, yeah, but uh, Zibanejad is your 1C, I mean... He's fine. Especially on a rebuilding team, that's fine. He's like the only guy with term on this team. and That's ideal, really. Yeah. Like, Him and Brady Shea are two of the only people I want with term, and they are like the only two people with term on the team. So that's fine. Yeah. On the back end, you got Shea, D'Angelo, Stahl, Shattenkirk, Smith, and Clayson. You know what? Their decor is pretty ugly. Mm, yeah, but like for a tanking team, 
Like, I'm not. I don't know. It's not. Yeah, they're not trying to win. And, and again, like, gonna... I'd still probably take that decor over the Islanders. I wouldn't go that far, but... Like, I don't know how many I like on the Islanders. I like Letty and Pulak a lot. I guess I like Pulak. Even Letty's, what, 36 now? Or is that Boychuk? Boychuk's Boy 35. Yeah. Yeah, Letty's only 27. Pelic's fine, too. Sabiza, maybe. I guess it depends who gets ice time. If they play Sabiza at all this year... Ugh. What an ugly team. Yeah, like, I don't know. I would expect yeah. Shattenkirk to bounce back for the Rangers, and mm-hmm. if he does, then maybe they do have a better defense score than the Islanders, but... Shea needs to be... Shea wasn't good enough, I don't think, last year either. He needs Not to, to be step like a up. top-pairing guy. Yeah. But yeah, and then even their backup... I don't even know how to spell it. Greg... Greg Greg Eve? They're backup for the Rangers. He, he played a few games it. last year, and he was uh, pretty solid in net. But, like, I don't know if that could have just been sample size. or. But it'll, it'll be interesting to see if he can take some of the workload off of Lundqvist this year, who's now 36 years old. For and, Lundqvist's sake, I would hope so. Yeah, but. because if you are still planning to come out of this rebuild with Hendrik Lundqvist as a goalie on your team, you're going to need him to stop playing so many games. You're going to need someone who can at least shoulder... I'd say soon half the season. Like 41-41 split if you want Lundqvist to be effective in a couple yeah. years. Also, if you're trying to lose, I'm not sure Henrik Lundqvist playing is your optimal situation. No. Yeah, I don't know. Both these two teams are bad. I'm not going to be surprised if they flip orders or whatever, but they're pretty clearly the worst team in the division. Worst these, two teams. These are two teams I could easily see being lottery teams. Um, they should be. They're not, I don't think... They're not quite at the level some of the Atlantic teams are, like Ottawa no. and Detroit. But um, like at the same time, like let's say, let's say Anderson for some reason, or like something happens to Detroit that they get a little bit of a boost. If the Islanders finish below Detroit, I'm not going to be like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Yeah, like, like they're all in a mess at the bottom of the league. I would say the bottom five teams in the league are probably these two teams. Maybe I'll expand it a bit. Montreal, Ottawa, Detroit, both New York teams. And Vancouver. Yeah, those are the teams where I can't imagine a scenario where so many things go right, they make the playoffs. Yeah. And then Chicago is not quite at the level, but they're getting there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah um, like I, on a PDO binge, I can't even imagine these two teams making the playoffs. Yeah. Who do you have next? New Jersey. I don't know I, if that's a hot take because they made the playoffs or not. But. No, this is... I got one team with a huge <laughs> asterisk. Carolina? No. Columbus. Ooh. Really? Well, so Panarin and Bobrovsky have sound, made it sound like they're... Well, Panarin, I think, just came out and said he's going to free agency after this year. Yeah. Bobrovsky had said something in the scrimmage that he told his team what his plans were after this year, and he didn't say anything more about it. But he also said he wasn't negotiating a contract with them right now. I did not know that. So they have a couple options here. They could just go all in this year and then either hope you can get Panarin re-signed or they both walk or maybe even Bobrovsky as well or they could sell off pieces. That's a tough call. Yeah. So if they go the selling route, I don't see a reason why this team wouldn't be just as bad as New Jersey in terms of, like, they have a great top pair, but if you're getting rid of the best goalie in the league, which carried you half what you were last year, and the, one of the best wingers in the league. Like a top five winger. Like, I just, that's hard. That's going to be hard to bounce back from. Yeah. So. See, there's a, I think Zach Lowe wrote about this in basketball. I don't really follow the sport that closely, so if I get this wrong, people can tell me. But 
He proposed a rule where it's something like if your team has above a 5% chance at a championship, you owe it to yourself just to go for it. And I think Columbus is in that kind of a window and is going to do that kind of a thing. Yeah, like if they just keep their guys and go for it, which I think like, they definitely could, we, might. Like like for the purposes of this, I think we should just assume. That yeah, so then I would move them up. I'm still, like I'm definitely going to put New Jersey below them and probably one or two other teams, but like... I'm definitely going to try and keep that in mind, too, just yeah, because... Yeah, it is a pretty big asterisk. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so New Jersey, definitely the next team, I think, in this uh, grouping. And they're on the... They're not... Uh, I think we've been trying to kind of divide them up into tiers, and this, again, is a division that has three tiers, pretty much. Um, the bottom two were the New York teams, and now you have a big middle tier here, and I think New Jersey brings up the rear of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just... There's they just have, not a lot there. No, and they have a... Like, it's fine. They can keep building on this team. They have Hichier is a number one C, which is nice. They got some good younger pieces, and they have Taylor Hall on the left wing as well, yeah. which isn't bad. So they can keep building on this team, and you don't need to, you don't necessarily need to bottom out if you don't want to, right? Like, you can build, you know, 10th overall picks or 12th overall picks yeah. will help build this team if you want to keep running at playoffs, yeah. which is fine. Clayton Keller at seven, and then another competent defenseman away from having a decent future kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. They need to tank. The thing that worries me about this team is this team somehow managed to make it in because Taylor Hall went off and Corey Schneider still only had a 9-11 or 9-13 save percentage. Like, usually you see when a team, like the Avs last year, they had an insane goaltending, whether people realize it or not. They had really good goaltending, and they had one star in McKinnon, who just kind of brought them in. Along. Taylor Hall for, did that. Oh yeah, he by himself. Actually, with, well, and the, I have a note to make about Hishay. I've seen a lot of like redrafts and stuff having like Hishay being the second or third best player in his draft class because he was too busy being a first line center who put up fifty points in the NHL to destroy junior leagues and the world juniors and stuff like that. And yeah. It irritates me when I see that. Yeah, like I'm still on the side that Pedersen could be the best person in his draft. Yeah. But if you're doing a redraft, it's I I think there's a poll on this a little while ago on Twitter. It's Hishier and Pedersen to me as one and two. And yeah. then Patrick at three Patrick or Heiskinen at three. Yeah, but I've seen people taking like Heiskinen in their middle stat above Hishier. Yeah, no. Like, it's, I think there's two players you can say, and the only reason you can, I think, say Pedersen is because he's playing with men and he's putting up better numbers than we've seen guys like Sedins and Forsberg put up in that same league yeah, at that age. He at very least did it in a pro league. Yeah, so... But like I said with Hichet, he was offensively amazing in the NHL. Yeah, and this is, I think, with Hichet, it's a thing of you know what you got versus Pedersen still... The mystery box. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah. I think I had a discussion with Corsi guy about it. He was the one who made the poll, and it was just kind of like you could go with either, and I don't think there's a wrong answer. But um, yeah, like they're both going to be great yeah. players for the next decade, I'm sure. But like even Hishay's passing profile and stuff would indicate like he's generating shot assists and like he's a fantastic player. And there's reason to believe he's going to be significantly better le- next year. Yeah. Than he was last year after putting up 52 points as a rookie. Yeah, exactly. And then on this team, they got Miles Wood. I like Miles Wood. Blake Coleman. This team's a lot older than I thought they were, if I'm being honest. Like, they're not old, but they just have a guy, a bunch of guys that are like mid to almost late 20s. Yeah. Like, yeah Coleman's 26. Players. I didn't realize that. Even Stefan Nosen, 24. Johansson's 27. Jesper Bratt, I don't... 
they got Jesse Bright. He's 19. Pavel Zaka's 20. I guess Zaka's younger than because I keep thinking he's Ajax. But, like, yeah, like, if you look at their, even, like, the top four corner that we're looking at here, Hishie, Zaka, Bratt, and Hall, that's not a bad forward core to build around. And then you add Miles Wood in there as well. Yeah, like, Paul Marriott, like. Yeah. Like, it's not a bad. On, on the defensive side of things, you got Will Butcher. And they Dan- need Butcher to take a step forward this year, I think, if they yeah. want to stick around the playoffs. And Damian Severson and then Vatnin. Like their first, their first pair is just not unless Butcher steps forward. That's not a first pair you really want as no. a playoff like, team. Butcher was good last year, but yeah. So he just and but he was playing more second line minutes. I think right. Yeah. Yeah. So he needs oh, to third. He played uh, super sheltered minutes. Yeah. So he needs to really step up and take at least a top four, maybe more. Also, they need Severson to bounce back. Yeah. So, yeah, the 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 D court definitely could still use some work this year and going forward, but I I don't think. The one thing that would worry me is goaltending with Corey Schneider. He's been on a downward spiral for years now. Yeah. He went to being super overrated to super underrated real quick. Other way around, but yeah. What did I say? Over to under. Oh, I meant, sorry, under to over real quick. Yeah. Because the the year he finally got credit, he had a knee injury that at the end of that season. And then he just never was the same. But people tried to keep giving him the credit, yeah. right? So and now he's an over thirty year old goalie with an injury history, and yeah, it just doesn't get better. Um. Okay, moving on. Who do you have next? Um, Carolina. Yeah. I'm, sure. Well, I, I'm torn between Carolina and someone else. I have a real hot take here. I, I Washington. Washington is the one I was going to. I'll say Carolina. I'll say Carolina just because I'm going to go with the unproven one, I guess. I considered Washington, but I... Okay, uh, let, let's start with Carolina, and then we can go to Washington. We can put them kind of side by side here. We'll start with Carolina. I like what, again, it, every offseason I just kind of like what they do. Uh, I like the Hamilton trade a lot. That decor, I think, is up there at the top of the league with Slavin, Pessy, Hamilton, DeHaan. Van Riemsdyk, Falk might start on the third pair third if they don't pair. make a trade. With TVR, too, is fantastic. Yeah, they got Jake pair. Bean and uh, Hayden Fleury on the decor as well that probably look for spots sometime this year. Yeah. So, like, they have one of the best. If not, the it depends how you rate depth and, uh, you know, top-end top talent. But they have one of the best decors in the league. Yeah, and that's one of the big knocks on Hamilton was a lot of his numbers playing next to Mark Giordano. Who's on another level, but still, he's playing with Jacob Slavin, who's a number one defenseman in his own right. So it's not like Hamilton's quality of teammates going in the tank here. No, not at all. And then on forwards, so the big knock on this team is always that they can't score. And And they traded their best scorer. Yeah, and they brought in, uh, through the draft, Svechnikov. So you can't really get mad at that. They got Rask as their third C. He's hurt. Oh, right, yeah. yeah you right, said it last yeah. week you thought it was Tuka, but yeah. it was this Rask. and then I went online and I was like, nope, that was this Rask. Rask. Yeah, so he's out for a little while. But, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see Nikash. Um, Tara Vinen and Aho, I both like his wingers, obviously. Yeah. I think Stahl's underrated up the middle. I think so as well. He's always put up good numbers, but... He's a fancy stats god, despite yeah. the fact he can never really put up massive point totals. And that is their biggest problem again, or their biggest uh, question mark. Yeah. So, Scott Darling just wasn't good enough last year. He was awful, and they had Cam Ward backing him up, who was more awful. This year, they brought in Petr Mrazek, who has had his own fair share of problems and not been able to stick to an NHL team as a starter. As a tandem, I could say... The thing is, Mrazek, to me, is definitely an upgrade over Ward. I would say so. 
There's reason to think Darling and Morazic both have potential. Yes, so what I'm thinking is if this is a tandem and they can both maybe from, like with Darling maybe getting a lesser workload than he had last year but still getting more games than he used to have and Morazic just trying to buy for a number one spot, this could work. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to write this team off in terms of, because there are some teams where you look at goaltending and you go, no way that's going to be good. No way. Yeah, and I wouldn't bet on this being good, but like I said, there is reason to have, like, believe in both Morazic and Darling. And I'm not even thinking, like, these guys have to be super special. These guys are league average. I think this is a playoff team. Yeah, I would say so. Well, when you control 53 or 54% of the shots, like we said with Boston last week, you don't need amazing goaltending or shooting talent, of which Carolina might not have either. Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't, like, this team is just so many question marks. They're a team that people have been, you know, especially Fancy Stats, has been saying, okay, watch this team. They're going to break out for two or three years now. Yeah. But you know what? We said that about Winnipeg, too, and it just didn't happen. It didn't happen. And then last year, it finally happened. So And now everyone has them as a cup. Contender. Exactly. Now everyone's a cup favorite for some reason coming out of the West. It's like, calm down, guys. Like, Nashville does still exist. Like the, there's not a unanimous decision here. No, it's definitely coin flip between yeah, those two. Yeah, but um, yeah. So just like with this team, like I'm not, I'm not giving up on them by any means. Um, Rask really hurts because, uh, what's his name? McGinn might be their fourth center to start the year. Yeah, the middle of their week. Although what I did hear was that um, Aho plays center. Apparently they were playing Aho at center at the end of last year. I was talking to some people from Hurricanes Twitter, so. That could be a That's thing. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if he's like a Nylander where he, they start him on the wing and then there's a chance they can move him to center if yeah, need kind of thing. I think Corsica had him listed as a center. I was like, I don't remember him playing center, but someone from Carolina said that they played him like 20, 20 games at center at least in the last last year so the only thing is Corsica uses NHL files which has like 45% of the yeah well that's why I was kind of so. wasn't even out who was it oh Teravinen. Oh. I'm just getting the wrong guy. Teravinen was the one I think who played a bit of center last year. Then he's played big. He's probably a lot better than people realize. Actually, his defensive impact is very impressive over the course of his career. Yeah, I'm hesitant to say this because I like done enough work with like hockey, like war stats and all that to know that the impact of one player shouldn't really make or break a team. But I'd be way more likely to put this team ahead of Washington before the Skinner trade than after it. I just don't like that deal. Yeah, like when your when your biggest lack in terms of forward or players is shooting talent, and you get rid of the only guy who's really consistently shown that he has shooting talent, it's it's a little hard to justify. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, like I don't even. I'm trying to think of what the return was like Cliff Poo and a second rounder, second and a third. Like that might give you more than one year of Skinner, but at the same time, like if you're you should be trying to make playoffs finally with this team. Yeah. That was a clear step backwards today. Yeah. So I don't, like, in the long it term, put, I guess it's not the worst thing in the world, but, like... It puts a lot of pressure on Sveshnikov and Nikash to score. Yeah. Which, like I know they're great prospects, but it's always tough to do to 18- and 19-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Like, if you... Like, you could realistically see a way where this team is good, but they need uh, those two guys to step up. Yeah. And Aho can't have a cold start. They yeah, need go they need that season. top line to be as good as it uh, promises to be, and then they need uh, Di- Di Giuseppe to just be a second liner, I guess. I 
Zykov stepping up. So yeah, hopefully help. hopefully he can go to at least the third line. And then Nikash and then Svechnikov, you would hope, is on the second line by yeah. the end of the year as well. Then you can bump Williams down to the third line when Rask gets healthy as well. He can yeah. be there. Yeah, like they have depth. But like they just, least. they need to, everything does kind of need to go right yeah. at this point. So, I don't know, it'll be interesting. This isn't going to be a fun team to watch, I think, no matter what. Like this just looks like a fun roster that can, you know, skate with anyone. And I, I really yeah. like the decor. I think there's... A lot of guys who are really good at moving the puck and uh, are going to make it interesting to watch, at least. That's the one nice thing where I said with Nikash and Sashnikov, at very least the defensemen on this team will make the forwards' lives easier. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, let's move on. I'm going to put Washington here, then. Yeah, I have Washington here, too. So, I don't really... We don't put too much into intangibles, obviously. And I don't, I don't even think this is intangible. The cup hangover, I think, is going to be a thing for this team. Um, if you tell me that Ovechkin wasn't partying into August, <laughs> I'm not going to believe you. Which we should say he should. Yes. He exactly. Oh, he totally earned it. Yeah. For sure. But I'm saying it is going to affect, I think, how this team comes out in October. And cold starts don't always, they're not going to kill you always. Um, Pittsburgh won the cup. Yeah. We'll get into after. this deeper with Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh started horribly last year. And even the and remember in fifteen when they won the cup, they fired their coach midway through because they were out of a playoff spot halfway through the, in like January. No, they. Or were they in uh, eighth? It was their first cup. No, they fired their. They uh, hired Sullivan before the first or first post two thousand nine cup. No, no, I mean that's what I mean. Like oh, way like, back then, yeah. yeah. No, oh god, no, they fired. Um, What's it called? Tarion after losing in the yeah, final. Yeah, but they... Dan Bilesma, then they... Because didn't in 2015, 2016, they hired him midway through the year because they were so... Or was they it the didn't GM? win the cup. They just fired. Like, they didn't win the cup the year before, but they did fire the head coach, and then they hired Sullivan, and they were, like, the best team in the league by a mile from sw- the moment they hired Sullivan. I could have sworn Sullivan came in mid-year. He did. did. And they won the cup that season, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what but I'm saying. But it was not a cup hangover. No, 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 no. But I'm saying cold starts don't always kill you. Oh, yeah. It's what, yeah. My, yeah. That's not my oh, point. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I misinterpreted okay. where you were going with that. Right. No, yeah. I'm so cold starts don't always kill you, but I think Washington is going to have a cold start this year. Um, the roster is fine. Their decor is really good. Yeah. Their I, top end talent is still very good, too. Like, I, Ovechkin is a, the best goal scorer we've ever seen. Yeah. Backstrom's still a great playmaker. Vrana is, if he can take another step up, that'll be huge. Yeah, I could see him breaking out this year. Yeah, Kuznetsov, is, he he was a 1C last year, I think. And if he can, he wasn't a great 1C, but I think he was at the 25 to 30-something range, probably. Yeah, he's probably a little overrated, but he's, like, you're not complaining. No, like, if Kuznetsov, <laughs> from Kuznetsov. Yeah, like, that's a fine one, too. Eller's a fine third C. Burakovsky, you really hope he can just find some kind of uh, consistency. Yeah. And then on the back end, you got Niskanen and Orlov, which is a solid first pair. Kempney and Carlson. Carlson's overpaid, but... Still a fantastic second pair. Yeah, that's not, not a problem right now. And then Juice and Bowie is a fine third pair as well. Juice is awesome. And then in net, you got Holtby, and he's going to be taking on a big workload because they got rid of Grubauer this offseason. But Holtby was still... That being said, they have Samsonov back there. Yes. Who, who might be the best goalie prospect in the world. Yeah. I don't really know how to evaluate goalie prospects, but... It's either him and, or uh, Flyers at this point. What's his name? Carter Hart. Carter Hart. Starter Hart. Yeah. But even Sam... Yeah, like, so I think Samsonov probably works his way onto this team. I would think so. The plan I heard was to keep him in the AHL to start the year, but, like, again, if... 
whoever Copley, Phoenix Copley, is that his name? Yeah. If he, and he very may well, very, uh, may well be bad, if he just sucks at the beginning of the year, there's a good chance we just see Samsonov come up and be the backup for the year. Yeah, I'm always, like I wouldn't project the backup goalie that this many games out because backup goalies are always five bad games to an AHL goalie's five good games away from being gone. So yeah, so I could see that happening with Samsonov. So. But yeah, overall, like this team is Holby is the main reason I have them above Carolina. Yeah, like they have, I have way more confidence in net here, even though Holby did struggle for a little bit of last year. Yeah, like, I think actually. people forget about that until the playoffs. But that's the thing. I think if they get Samsonov up here, and even if Samsonov can play, you know, 25, 30 games and just give Holtby a bit of a bit break, of a break yeah. that would be good for this team. Yeah. It's like this team is the complete opposite of Carolina, where they're probably not going to control the puck more than half the time. But they're in such a good position to have a higher shooting percentage than everyone else because of all their scoring and passing talent. Yeah. And they're probably going to have an above-league average save percentage, so they're going to get away with it. Well, and that's how they got in last year. They were like 24th, I think, in expected goals and like somewhere down there in Corsi as well. Like oh, They yeah, were they not were good. Very low. And then, But they got in because they had shooting talent and uh, Grubauer played really well. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I definitely... This is a team that... With those metrics too, like if some of those guys take a step back or start slower, I could see these guys obviously regressing. I don't think this team's winning the cup again this year, but I mean, no. even from their regular season last year, I could see these guys regressing. Yeah. But I think these guys should be in at least the hunt for the third place in this division, if not on the like a, a wild card. Yeah. I yeah I think they're gonna take a big step back, but I still find it a little tough to imagine them missing the playoffs just because they missed the cup miss or won the cup last year. And at 105 points. So they do have pretty far to fall. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like I would be way more confident predicting this team in the playoffs than New Jersey and even Carolina. But I, like, I, I don't know. To me, I think there's the top three in this division. I think there's a one for sure. And then the next two are kind of closer to this grouping. But I could see Washington, uh, Carolina, in some ways, New Jersey, and Florida competing for two, two wildcard spots pretty much. I don't see New Jersey as that good. I think they're on the outside looking in for sure. Yeah. But like I'm saying that I could see them sneak into the eighth possibly if things go yeah. right again. Yeah, it's gonna be tough because I don't with Florida, I don't think the Metro's as guaranteed to have five. No, I definitely don't. I think like I'm really banking on Florida being a wild card team this year. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know. I think that's enough on Washington, I guess. Uh, yeah, they're a talented team. They are very talented. So I'm gonna put Columbus here. Really? This is where the asterisk comes in, just because I'm not sure what they're going to do. That's fair. All right. If they kept everyone, Columbus would be two, in my opinion. I be- have Columbus two, assuming they keep everyone. Because this team is very good if they keep everyone. Yeah. Like, this team, the roster speaks for itself. You have one of the best pairs in the league, you have one of the best wingers in the league, and you have one of the best goalies in the league. Yeah. So, like, you just, like, there's not much more you need to say right off the bat than that. Yeah, they have way more high-end talent than I think your average fan would say they have. Yeah. Um, they're just... They're a solid team. Um, and, like, I don't... Like, I just... They're in a... None of their key cogs are nearly as old as Washington's either. No. Like, you got Jones and Wierenski, who is 20 and 23, so that'll be a great pair going forward, too. Like, you got Borowski at 29, Dubois at 19, Wenberg at 23, Panarin 26. Like... Atkinson twenty eight, Borchan twenty two. I like him a lot. Anderson twenty three. So like even Duclair's on this team. I forgot they signed Duclair. I really like that signing. That was one of the big upside signings of 
July 1st. Even Milano on the first fourth line, yeah. like that's fine. They signed Riley Nash too, which I think. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, Riley Nash is solid. I, I like. I, I really like what center depth that gives them. Yeah. Also, Wemford is not a big name at all, but every war model seems to just love him. Yeah. So maybe there's more. Like I don't know. Maybe he's actually like a top tier centerman. Yeah, and it'd be interesting. Someone definitely should look into that. I don't know, just yeah, just in total like. Even going forward, I do really like this team. Even if they lose Bobrovsky, I mean, they take a huge hit losing the best goalie. But I think no matter how you cut it, there will be some regression sooner than later. Just for a goalie, it might. And I don't. And I don't yeah. even mean it has to be hard regression. But I we'll mean, just look at Corey Schneider. Right? Yeah, like I just don't. Or even even Hendrik Lundqvist. Like, and he's the complete outlier in all of it. But he still wasn't the best goalie in the league when he was getting into his thirties. He was up there for sure. Yeah, by age 35, 36, he was yeah. all of a sudden not. He wasn't King Henrik anymore. He was just Henry. very good Henrik. Yeah, exactly. So, like, and then he's the biggest outlier I think we have ever seen in the NH or in the uh, modern era. In the fancy NHL. stats era, yeah. for sure. So, um. Like that we have goals saved above average for and all that. Yeah, so, like, I just. I don't know if this team, what they do with Broski. Yeah, I don't. Obviously, I said at the beginning he had said something about how he told the team what they, what he was doing at the end of the year, and I don't know. Just the way I took it, it didn't really sound like he was going to return. But that's left up in the air. This uh, doesn't really have to do with this year, but if you were them, and I think Broski will deservedly be asking for the Carey Price contract, I'd stay away from you, that. I was just going to say, would you do it? But I don't think I would either. I. Like, you have Corpusala behind him, who I think is going to be probably an average NHL goaltender, you hope. Yeah, he looks like he has some potential. Yeah, so, like, but, like, it's just the way you've seen that Carey Price contract go, and we're only one year into it. Yeah. You can't be like, yeah, let's do that exact same thing, right? And, like, Bobrovsky has been injured before. Like, it's not like he doesn't have an injury (laughs) history, right? So He is better than Price. Yes, for sure. 100%. But... But and for a goalie, any lower body injury can just screw you up yeah. completely. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Panarin, getting Panarin re-signed would definitely be my first priority, I think, on this team. Yeah. But I guess he said he was going free agency, is what I saw on Twitter. I don't blame him. And he did He did just say test it, so there's a chance that like they will probably likely still be in the market for him as well. Like, they'll be one of those teams yeah. that are competing. But I think they'll probably be a top 10 team this year. They'll be able to give them the eighth year. And this team is young, and they have pieces like Bjorkstrand, Wierenski, Jones, Declare, Milan. Like, they have young pieces. Like, there's yeah. reason to be optimistic about this team. For sure. Like, they're, they're, yeah, their first decor alone is just, or their first D pair alone, it should be enough to say, hey, look at this. Yeah. Then you got Dubois, Wenberg, and Nash, who are both just, that's a good center depth. Like, you yeah. just, you have a arguably the hardest stuff right now to find yeah especially if Dubois takes a step forward yeah and he, he was, was already he was already good last year. very good last year mm-hmm. if he takes a step forward I mean that's just that's great news for them yeah so yeah and then going to the other team um Philly would be third for me if uh Columbus keeps everyone and probably I could see them being second if they go on a fire sale yeah I was gonna have Philly third assuming Columbus just keeps everyone yeah um I there's this team is still I think a team kind of on the up and up uh, in terms of where they are going forward, and I think trying to just bank on where the rest of the teams in this division are, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like if they're, like, if, when Pittsburgh starts to regress, which they naturally will in, Eventually. in a couple years, you got Provorov 21, Sandheim 22, Gostas Bear 25, Couturier 25, Konechny 20, this Patrick 19. 
this is a team that's going to try and still be going up, and that's when they want to yeah. try and take their spot. But yeah, I agree. For this year, I mean... The Provorov-Ghost pairing is going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. And they've actually been using that pair in the preseason, so I'm really excited for them to roll that all year long. Yeah, Sandheim-Gudis as a second pair is I think it's a really fine. good second Yeah, pair. like, I think Gudis gets underrated because he's an idiot. <laughs> um, he makes some stupid decisions, but in terms of what his play is, he's what people, uh, Leafs fans a couple years ago, thought Roman Polak was. Yeah, like, I know he does make... He takes a lot of penalties, which holds him back in terms of like his overall output and stuff. But if you're just trying to outshoot and outchance the other team, when Radico Gudis is on the ice, it happens. So. Yeah, and then you just look at the rest of this team, like and their first line is ridiculous. Yeah, oh Giroux, Kateria, Kateria really rejuvenated Giroux last year. Yeah, Konechny, uh, Voracek is still pretty solid. Patrick is a good second line center, or yeah. he was last year. The Van Riemsdyk signing wasn't actually too bad because they could kept the, they kept, kept the term, term down. Now. And if you look at, like, uh, Michael Blake-McCurdy's just released, like, isolated impacts, I know JVR gets crapped on a lot because he did play super, like, he played soft minutes with good teammates, but there is reason, like, there is math suggesting that his isolated impact is a lot better than people give him credit for. Oh, for sure. Well, even when you can just get put into that role and put up 30 goals, even if you have to do it in a very specific role, you're still putting up 30 goals, right? Like. They can't be taken away from, even no. if you have to be used different. You got Wayne Simmons, who, if he's healthy again this year, I could see him being fine again. Yeah. Um, he's going to be interesting going forward. I don't know if I would really assign him to an extension. He really just gives me the shade of like the Milan Lucic type contract because he plays the same style of game where it's like he's very physical. And you saw last year he got injured and didn't. He got injured in the preseason and decided instead of taking three weeks off, he'd play the entire year injured and had a bad year because of it. That was so unneeded. So, but like in terms of this year, if he is healthy coming into the year, I think that's, that's if he's on your third line, you're looking yeah. quite okay. If they want to beat Columbus, I think a lot of it falls on Patrick. Because you can pencil in Giroux, Couturier, and Konechny to be amazing. Yep. But, so like... Patrick started, like, the first half of the year, he's one of the worst players in the entire NHL. And in the second half of the year, he was well above average. Yeah, so, so he, ended, he ended up just being fine. Yeah, like, I don't know if that is the endpoint fallacy, mixing with regression to the mean to just make up something really weird, or if it means that Patrick actually took a huge step forward in his play. And if he did take that step forward, then they should have a fantastic second line, too. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. I definitely... I like this lineup, I think, a little more than Washington's. I do, too. The goaltending is, I guess, what scares me. Uh, Elliot and Neuverth, Leon or whatever his name is. But, again, that's just a duo that's just waiting for Carter Hart to step in in a year or two. Honestly? Did you see the, what is it, Namita, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, started about how, like, I I think Carter Hart being the starter this year wouldn't be the worst idea. Yeah, like, I'm... I wouldn't really. With goalies, I guess it's tough. But like, the thing is, people say is goalies is tough because they're like, they're voodoo or whatever. But we never try young goalies. Yeah, like how that, do we right? know young goalies aren't? Good? Yeah, like how how do we know that a goalie struggling in his first year is going to completely wreck his development? Like I'm not sure. I totally believe that. 
right? Like yeah. I definitely, I definitely think there is some things if you're just throwing an, a 20 year old to the wolves and letting him get absolutely destroyed every game, it would hurt his confidence. Yeah. But, but it's not like they're playing a garbage team in front of him. No, exactly. And it's not like he's a garbage player either. There's multiple elite players in front of him as well as a fantastic top pair. And he just threw a good second he, pair. He threw up one of the best WHL seasons we've ever seen. Yeah, that's the thing. He had to, where is it? Let's find it from last year. 9.30? No, that was the World Juniors. 9.47. He had a 9.47 <laughs> save percentage in the WHL. So, like, if any 20-year-old can be a starting goalie, it's probably Carter Hart. Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, just in general. I mean, I still think goaltending's going to be a question mark there. Because even a 20-year-old goaltender is going to be a question mark, but... Yeah, I, I would like to see that. That would be cool. I'm just saying, in terms of this year, um, uh, that's why I think I, they'd be third or second, maybe. But yeah. also, it's worth noting what should happen and what's going to happen are often not the same. There's thing. no way Carter Hart's going to be the no, starter. I can't imagine it, unless injuries or something. But. Yeah, but um, and then we have Pittsburgh as number one. I don't think this should be a hot take to anyone. I don't even think it's remotely close. Like, I feel like there's maybe one just. Crosby hater, someone out there is just like, no, they're not that good. Yeah. But like, so we put an asterisk around like most teams were like, I always want to be cautious with projections because most teams are one bad goal or one bad or good goaltending swing away from either being in or out of the playoffs. But Pittsburgh's PDO at five on five last year was lower than Carolina's. Yeah, like I don't see it. Still came second. I don't see a team. Yeah, I don't see a way this team misses playoffs. I was gonna say the only reason I could see them not being first is if they could somehow get PDO'd like that again, where Murray struggles really hard. Um, They were one of the unluckiest teams in the league, and they they still still got a hundred points. Yeah, Yeah. so I feel like the only even a surprise at this point would be them not coming first. But like that's. It'd be a surprise in terms of you'd be like, oh, okay, like, yeah. like Cro- didn't see that coming, right? Crosby like, was super unlucky and put up eighty nine points, and that should terrify everyone else in the league because he's not going to be super unlucky this year. You have Derek Broussard as your three seer for the entire <laughs> year, like behind two Hall of Famers. I feel like people were forgetting that Greg McKegg was their three seed to start the year last year. Yeah. No, Sheehan's fine as a. Or four maybe seed. Sheehan was their third, but McKegg was on the team. But yeah, like Sheehan's a good four C. You've Cullen on this team. Cullen was pretty bad last year. I he's think. Struggled. I think he's forty-one. I mean, I'm not going to be surprised if he doesn't end the year with them. Yeah, Sprong. I'm excited to see him for a full year. Sprong's crushed the AHL, and now he's going to play with Crosby. And yeah. I think Crosby against Sprong is going to be a fantastic line. Yeah, and then you got Malkin, Kessel, Haglin, probably, and Hornquist, Broussard, Simon. I mean. This is a cup contender, yeah. simply put. Their decor is just as meh as always, but like when you have that forward court, like when you have Crosby and Malkin on your team, yeah. your decor just really doesn't have to be that good. If Latang can stay healthy, you're fine. And this team won the cup without Latang. Yeah. Schultz and Matt is a fine second pairing. Yeah, Although I saw, I saw a quote from the their coach that said if Johnson and Matta find chemistry in training camp, that could be a Quote, unquote, that could be a pair that could take any line in the league. I was like, that is not true. That is not true. (laughs) If you're you're playing Jack Johnson and Only Matta as your shutdown pair, you may struggle a little bit in terms of your own defensive end. But, I mean, uh, you just hope that that's not the case and that they play Dumoulin, Latang, Matta, and Schultz as their top four instead of Jack Johnson. Yeah, that's all you have to hope for. Like, the Johnson thing was so... I don't understand why this team felt the need to sign him, but... No, not at all, but whatever. Matt Murray and Casey DeSmith and Nett. DeSmith, I don't like DeSmith, but 
he is a good hockey player. Yeah. yeah. And even if DeSmith doesn't play, Tristan Jerry's Yeah, fine you got backup. Jerry you got Jerry right there. He as might well. even be like an above average backup. Oh he sh- I think he should be. Yeah. Like goalies are weird, but yeah. yeah, Jerry's good. Matt Murray was elite for two seasons and then really struggled last year. And I think he even picked it up by the end, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But by age as a 24-year-old, I'm going to guess that those two seasons are more indicative of his true talent. I'll probably take the two seasons where he led a team to two cups, yeah. or a playoff run cup, and then a full season of being a, the starting goalie on a cup team yeah. over one, where he just wasn't quite as good. He was a lot better last year in games where his name was recorded as Matt instead of Matthew. Yeah, why? Does he have two? <laughs> yeah, there's Matt and Matthew, according to the NHL. That's and annoying. Matt was much better than Matthew. I don't know why that is. Huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyways, I guess just in general with this team, like, I, you're really trying to galaxy brain if you're um, having this team outside the playoffs. Yep. This is, uh, I think, an instant cup contender. Yeah. Um, like, their power play was, like, one of the best of the decade last year, and I see no reason why that wouldn't be the same. Yeah, I mean, it's just so simple that Unless Crosby blows a knee and Malkin gets concussed. Yeah. Injuries is the only thing that could hold this team back. And They're even amazing. then, like, you need to, like, even one if, injury will not do enough. Yeah, even if Broussard's your 2C instead of Malkin. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. like, like, you're still fine. Yeah. If Kessel has to play on your first line instead of your third, like, you can. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're, you're fine. Like, yeah. all of Pittsburgh's problems are, like, for the first world problems of the NHL. They're mm-hmm. a stacked team. For sure. Um, I think that's pretty much it for this week. You don't have anything, do you? No. You got anything coming out soon? Mm, yeah, I think I'm going to do a thing on the Florida Panthers and why you should keep an eye on them this year. That's not bad. I actually have something coming out soon for once. Very nice. I also wrote an article about why Pierre Dorian is a bumbling idiot, and you should go take a read of that at lastwordonhockey.com. <laughs> Um, you can find me on Twitter at NHL Sends and Stuff. You can find Chase on Twitter at CMHockey66. Hockey will be back next week. Maybe not by the time we record. It depends if we record on Monday. But um, I'm not really sure what we're going to do next week then. I'm and hoping there will be actual news by... You'd think there should be some. Yeah, well, at the very is... least, we can like break down and look at some the, the first week of what we're expecting and... I don't know. Just stay tuned. Uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we can keep you updated on Twitter if we decide to record on a Monday and you want to know what we're doing. So just give us a shout. Uh, you can find our podcast at any podcast network that uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify in a week, I think now. And uh, other than that, have a good one, guys. We'll see you next week. Oh.